I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Today I want to share a letter with you that I found in an old journal of mine from college. It's dated January 27th, 1996. And I remember reading this letter at a chapter meeting of the sorority I was in at the time, although I didn't realize I still had a copy of it. I I do remember this whole thing, though, that happened. I don't know how it is now, but when I was in college, it was unheard of for people to leave the Greek system, to actually leave a sorority or fraternity that they had joined. That is referred to as deactivation, and it completely removes your affiliation with the organization. Technically, some of the, um, by the way, when I read you the letter, um, if I mention fraternity, I'm actually referring to the sorority, but technically some of the organizations that we refer to as sororities are actually fraternities. And so I was being very technically accurate, no surprise when I think back um, to in my letter. So don't get confused when I refer to the group as a fraternity. And so this is literally a letter that I wrote and read in front of my chapter as my explanation and uh, final my final moment in a chapter meeting, actually. So, um, and I remember the feelings I had. Definitely lots of nerves. Holy cow. Lots of nerves leading up to this. And then when I left, um, adrenaline running through me significantly, feeling relieved and yet uncomfortable because um, I had done something that you just typically didn't do. And at the crux of this is I had changed my mind and walked away from something. And I am so proud of myself for being able to do this at that time. Um, There's nothing against the organization or the women that were part of it. I'm still very close with some of the the friends that I made there. It's just, in general, I would say that most of the time, we do not give ourselves permission to change our mind. And we don't let ourselves walk away from many things. And that contributes to us doing and filling our time with a lot of things that are not truly fulfilling and 
remember everything you say yes to is basically there's that something on the other side that you're saying no to. So in the journey to have a balanced life that I know you're all on if you're following me and listening to me, that comes with changing your mind. That comes from walking away from some things. Now, I'm not saying everybody, you know, this isn't about quitting a fraternity or sorority. This is just about the fact that I changed my mind and I walked away. And I've done this a handful of times I can remember in my life. Not a common thing. I usually hold on really tight and try to tough things out. And even just saying that right now, my chest got constricted. My throat kind of closed up a little. Like I'm thirsty. I'm going to have a sip. Just thinking back on all the times I pushed through because it's it's almost like I didn't feel like I deserved to be able to change my mind. Like the the physical reaction I'm having right now is really interesting, you know, a little teary-eyed. Just thinking back at some times and circumstances and many years where I just felt like I had to do certain things. And it's not true. It's not true. And when I say that, my body kind of chills out a little bit. Um, The truth is, we get to change our minds. The truth is, we get to walk away. The truth is, we get to choose ourselves and our lives. And the sooner we realize that, and the more we accept ourselves fully, the better off we are. So, and I'm not saying you just walk away with, you know, haphazardly. Of course, there's tact and respect and care put in when, if and when you walk away from something. The point is, even be, be aware, is it something? Don't be doing things and in things, relationships, uh, clubs, groups, um, you know, that are, I mean, even if you look at something simple like Facebook groups, are you, is it really adding value to your life? Because I know a lot of people that are in a zillion of them and like, or is it, some of them probably really are valuable. I know I have some that are super valuable and I left some in this last year because I realized I, it's just extra stuff in my feed and it's kind of pulling my attention and I, I, I don't really need that. So I want to, if I'm going to get in into this social media, I want to get in, see what is really going to add value to me and, and get out because I want to be cautious of the time suck that that can, that can do from my life and my energy. And so that's one example of kind of a common day, you know, a, a common thing these days. But it, this can be anything. It can be a job. It can be a, um, a anything, anything that you're doing, anything you're part of. Okay, so here's the letter. So 1996. I January 96, I would have been uh, 20 and a few months. So just a, f- a few months after not quite 20 and a half. Okay. 
I'm not going to say the name of the sorority because, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. Um, I just don't feel that's appropriate. It's just, it wasn't a good fit for me. And so, and keep in mind, we're in college, young kids, I mean, barely adults, right? So the the stuff I mentioned in here, I mean, you know, I, I give everybody a break, including myself. All right. To the local chapter of this sorority or fraternity. I joined this Greek fraternity at a time when my world lay crumbled in pieces. The semester prior to my initiation was the loneliness, loneliest and most depressing time I've had in college and actually in my entire life. That's because that was just the semester right after with a few months after my family's hot air balloon accident. Um, this chapter then came to be a wonderful addition, which provided a support group of friends and social interaction. The past year in this fraternity holds no regrets for me. Unfortunately, I know that I've disappointed some who I thought, who thought that I was going to be a very active member, offering everything that I could to this group. But some of my, I put in quotes, sisters have also disappointed me. It is one thing to disagree with a decision that I make, but it is another to make negative comments behind my back, such as, why doesn't Cheris just get a sex change and become a, basically they they were saying become a, a my, my husband's fraternity. They named that fraternity because I, I was hanging out over there, um, I guess more than they would have liked. Other comments concerning my male friends and how they have some sort of control over my decisions is all also disheartened me. I am a mature woman and pride myself on living each day to the fullest, making my own choices as I continue to learn and grow. With each decision, I am also aware of possible consequences that may occur. I do recognize that this is only a few members of the chapter who have verbalized such things. However, these are comments which I cannot disregard. And that's true. It was only a few people who made st- silly comments like this. My decision to deactivate is not, I put in caps, not because of these comments. It is not in caps again, because I am dating Don, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time then. And it is not in caps again, uh, because I have many friends at his fraternity and choose, I put in italics, choose to spend a lot of time with them. I have actually been questioning my involvement in this fraternity for quite some time. I know, I I said fraternity because, but it's the sorority, right? The, how we think of it, sorority. I know that you have to give, give to something in order to get anything back out of it. And for whatever reasons, I do not have the drive in my heart to put effort into this organization. Maybe I got too burnt out in high school with my numerous activities. During my senior year, not only was I president of many clubs, I was involved with each spirit day, organized and decorated the prominent dances and I was in charge of raining, raising tens of thousands of dollars for a mural to be put on the school as a community landmark. Other reasons for my decision involved the constant effort I seemed to put forth to quote unquote challenge the system. <laughs> so uh, I think that's funny that I acknowledge that I put in a lot of effort to challenge the system. I find it unreasonable to receive a monetary fine for a personal choice that I make concerning when and where I spend my time during the brief few years I am in college. I feel, const- oh yeah, the fact that we got, there was a, I don't know if this still happens, but there would be a fine if you couldn't be at an event. And I mean, I get the reason for it, but like, I get, I don't know. 
and anyway, it, it did not sit well with me at the time. That is for sure. And I still makes me uncomfortable. Um, I feel constrained by the fraternity and for me to remain an active member would be, I'd, I'd be a hypocrite for the next year and a half. That seems unfair to you as well as to myself. When I joined, it was to be for a lifetime. Although I know will no longer be affiliated with the fraternity, the friends and experiences of the past year will be with me for my entire life. If the women of this chapter really do have the uh, fraternity ideals with which brought you into this group in the first place, then I have faith that you will respect all respect me for my decision and be able to greet me with a sincere smile when you see me on campus, because that is how I will greet you with respect. Sincerely, Cheris Santilli. So, <laughs> you know, I was definitely in a strong place at the time. Um, this would have been uh, a year and a half after my family's accident. Um, at this time, probably starting to really see my mom um, drinking more heavily uh, and just a lot of things falling apart uh, in my with my family and and the aftermath of the accident. So a lot was going on for me emotionally, that is for sure. And I'm really, I think too, I'd had this brush with the possibility of death. I mean, the accident was very scary. And the fact that my father almost died and ended up becoming paralyzed. And the fact that we had that crash landing, it it was a, a very key moment in time that made me, um, you know how, how you hear about people after they have some serious event, which is like, like this for me, that then just priorities get extra clear. Like what's really important in life gets extra clear. So especially in the time right after something like this. Um, so it makes sense that I was really clear about if something's not going to be working, I'm, I'm not going to try to force it. Life is too short. That's, that's what I was trying to think of. Life is too short, that whole concept. And which is true. So when I look back at my life, though, I, I did this only a few times that I can really pinpoint of really changing my mind like this, and walking away from something. Because that's just not something that we give ourselves permission to do. We just don't give ourselves permission to walk away and change our mind. I I think it's a little bit more common um, and accepted now and with younger generations that I see, I think culturally, but it certainly, it still has an, uh, it still has a stigma with it and it still has a, an internal battle that comes up. Like there's the whole society judgment of it. And then there's the internal battle of making a decision like this and then actually following through and doing it. So I am really, I'm really proud of myself for doing what I needed to do to take care of myself at the time. And I, I was a little nervous when I found this to read it because I was 
like, oh, how how strong was I? Was I inappropriate? All I mean, I had a feeling I was fairly diplomatic, but I still was a little nervous to see what I what I said. And I'm, you know, I was like, I handled it pretty well. I think, you know, could it have been said a little better here and there? Well, maybe, but at the time I and at the age, um, I think it was a a decent, respectable exit. Um, and to address the elephant in the room of some of the comments that were getting around and things like that. I think, you know, whether or not he needed to go there, I don't know. But anyway, that's what happened. And I can really only think of, like I said, a couple times in my life besides this that I've, that I've changed my mind and walked away from something significant. And that it's, it's never been easy. It's never been easy. I think it's something that we need to give ourselves permission to do when it's appropriate, when it, when it would really lead us to be more at peace, when it would lead to us to have the life we really want to be living. So I just felt like there was a lesson in here, a reminder to me that I wanted to share with you around trying to give yourself permission to change your mind and if and when needed, walk away. And you can do it with tact and care and respect and and all the things. It can be done really well. Um, you don't have to burn bridges along the way in your life either. So that is my share for today. And if you're enjoying this podcast and you're finding it's supporting you to hear about the things that I share, I would really appreciate if you could share it with a um, with a friend. And also, if you haven't done a review, the podcast players really pay attention to the reviews. So if you've not yet done one on whatever platform you're on, it doesn't even have to be Apple. Some of the others have review capabilities now. Uh, I would so appreciate if you would do a review because the algorithm favors the podcasts, you know, that continue to get reviews. So please share and please review if you haven't already. And I look forward to um, I guess I was going to say seeing you next week, but I guess it'll be you'll be hearing me next week. And my closing quote for today is by William James, who was an American philosopher, historian, psychologist, and um, really known as the father of American psychology. The quote is, if you can change your mind, you can change your life. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is CherishYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs>